Hey folks, Mackenzie Lambert here, joined by a good friend as always, John Cleveland. Hi everybody. Uh, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. This is going to be an audio commentary for the DVD, The 50 Worst Movies Ever Made, uh, from the kind folks over at Passport Video. Always top quality at the <laughs> fine, fine people at Passport Video. Mm -hmm. Yep, uh, this is probably their one-hit DVD, so... It's probably their <laughs> only DVD period. Yeah. Yeah, guys, I've never heard them do anything else. All no. right, so the, this is their this is their countdown for the fifty worst movies ever made. Uh, this is their intro. You're probably asking yourself, what does it take for a bad movie to make it into the fifty worst movies ever made list? And that is truly a great question. Well, a great, uh, it's a pretty good question. Here's our rating system for judging movies that suck. Number one. Is there a guy in a gorilla suit in the movie? Uh, that is the first question we, the judges, ask of the film because any movie with a guy in a gorilla suit, it usually sucks. Um, I can probably think of two right away that fit oh, the criteria. Yeah, one hundred percent. Matter of fact, I, I'm having trouble thinking of movies that don't have guys in gorilla suits <laughs> that don't suck. Uh, does this film have Bela Lugosi in it after Dracula? That's right. Just about every movie Bela Lugosi did after the original Dracula was a pile of cinematic dung. And most of those movies made it onto our list. I, I, I kind of feel sorry for Bella in that. Yeah, I feel like. Career. Yeah, I mean, no one's gonna argue that he peaked there per se, but like, I don't think that's necessarily true. I mean, like after Dracula, he did Son of Frankenstein, which is now considered the best Frankenstein movie. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I mean, Igor. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, he did. He was a minor character, admittedly, in um, uh, the Body a... Snatchers, which is my fa favorite old school horror film. <laughs> Like, I think he did mm -hmm. good work after Dracula. I would say long after Dracula. Yeah. When, let's be honest, in, you know, when he was getting into drugs, that's when it was really, that's when he started to be bad. And again, I think we can all think of immediately one or two movies mm -hmm. off the top of our head that he that were going to be in these lists. And despite the movie, he was usually the best part of it. Oh, yeah. He had a presence no matter mm -hmm. what. All right, number three. Does this movie feel like your Uncle Cletus would like it? Uh, another great way to judge a film is with the Uncle Cletus method. We all have that crazy shaky arm uncle who's always telling stories about the war and that hooker with the messed up eye. And a great way to see if a movie is just bad or really friggin' bad is to ask yourself would Uncle Cletus actually like this movie? The method is also good for dating and choosing most dairy products. Oh, jeez. I, I think this is just kind of a very, like, uh... I guess Appalachian uh, stereotype. <laughs> I guess, I guess, or just like the crazy uncle kind of mm -hmm. stuff. That one's a little weird for me. Yeah. I don't know if this rating system really adheres yeah. to what I would go with, but either way. All right, and I, I, there's actually for this page you're on now. I can actually see the uh, the background image, which I believe is Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Uh, yes, so, it is. Yeah. So, <laughs> spoiler: we already know one of the movies. One of the movies. On this yeah. list. I, I was pretty sure that was going to be on the list <laughs> yeah. anyway. All right, number four: Could you, the viewer, kick the hell out of the bad guy with or without booze? Another great way to rate a film. I mean, how tough could Lon Chaney Jr. really be? Actually, no, Lon Chaney Jr. was a tall, tall yeah, he's a tall, actually, like so. like a stoutly built man. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, I'm not. I'm not positive or not, but I mean, like, I wouldn't just naturally assume yeah. I could kick his butt. Nah. Okay, number five. While watching this film, could you do you have an uncontrollable urge to laugh, throw something at the screen, or use the restroom to go number two? Yes, the final question is the three-tier approach. If watching a particular movie makes you want to do anything of the three aforementioned acts, the movie most likely deserves to be on the 50 worst list. I think that's a pretty bad criteria. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I will say that, like, on a, a movie that makes you uncontrollably urged to laugh mm -hmm. should have the caveat that, and it's not intended to, but throwing something at the screen, I've never actually wanted to throw something at the screen, I've wanted to destroy a movie, mm -hmm. but, like, I get that, go to the bathroom during it, I think just get up and leave, surely, yeah. really said. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like their scaling system is, just like when we do other reviews, mm -hmm. is just drastically different than the scaling system I use for things, but either way. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm one of those people where I think the worst thing a movie can do is be boring. So as long as I'm True. entertained by this bad movie, oh I yeah, one hundred percent. A movie's point is to entertain. Mm-hmm. Now it can entertain because it's so good. It can entertain because it's so bad. Mm-hmm. It's the middle ground, the boring stuff you never want. All right, let's go ahead and let's see what they throw at us for the fifty worst movies ever made. All right. Why do I feel a lot of public oh, God, domain movies? Troll. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh dear! <laughs> starting off, starting off with a strong step. Oh, of oh. course, Karloff and the Ape, some Roger Corman. It's gonna be a lot of Roger Corman. Yeah, uh, I would obviously. Plan Nine. I have no idea what that is. Robot, Ooh, Robot Monster. Monster. Classics. <laughs> yes, a lot of Roger Corman movies will be in this. I kind of feel like I. So I don't think that this is going to be full of what I suspected earlier, which is all public domain uh, movies. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> was that Apple? I think that was Apple. <laughs> the thing with two heads. Blood sucking freaks. I the title too long to say. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. I have I can guarantee I know movies that are worse than this on this mm-hmm. list. But these are probably like movies you might have somehow come in contact with. MST three K or not. Okay, number yeah. fifty. Glenn or Glenda, Ed Wood? Yeah, um... So, Glenn or Glenda is a tricky film, really, because, like, it's dealing with a man who's clearly got, you know... Issues. Yeah. For his day, they were seen as, uh, uh, you know... Oh, this is taboo. Taboo. Now it's a little more, like, completely... We understand what's... He wouldn't be considered, um... You know weird, per se. He's just... He's a man who's going through... He has transvestite... Mm -hmm themes in the film he has feelings that he wants to dress like a woman you know we we have a more understanding of it now i feel it's just a movie that was made too early but at the same time let's not forget this is ed wood yeah even though he was trying to make a good film about these tones and it wasn't just that the the things he was talking about were were outside of people's scope at the time he's a horrible director yeah all right number 49 mesa of lost women this is again a mystery. So our first entry in a mystery science theater episode. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> if this wasn't, it was KTMA episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is uh no, this is a mystery science theater early episode. Yeah, this is uh <laughs> it's not a good film. It's a black and white film. It's, I mean, it's called Mesa of Lost Women. What do you think was going to happen in this movie? <laughs> Old school gangsters, random. Was it cave women? Yeah. It's just. I'm pretty sure that man might have some kind of like nervous problem. Look, he's always smiling. (laughs) Master race of supermenum women by injecting them with spider venom. Okay, you know. You know, I, I don't think I've ever heard that storyline before. Kudos on that. Ah, uh, Troll, okay, with uh, Sonny uh, Bono. Yeah. nineteen uh, Number 48 is Troll. 1986 is Troll. So, how is it Troll and not Troll 2? Or do you think that'll be later in the oh, list? Oh, yeah, we're only, we're only like three entries into this list. So okay. I don't see... I don't actually think Troll is that bad. Huh. I mean, like, again, it ain't great, but, yeah. like... It's not bad. I wouldn't even have put it on a worst movies list at all. No, it's uh, it's John Carl Buechler who gave us one of my our favorite Friday the Thirteenth films. Yes, Part Seven. It's also the first Harry Potter movie. <laughs> For those who don't know, ignoring that it's about a troll and it has um, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Julia Louis Dreyfus, who's we don't see it, but is nude in the movie, <laughs> and has Sonny Bono in it, former. California, oh, Michael uh, Moriarty Center. of the Michael stuff. Michael Moriarty of the stuff. But, like, literally the family's, uh, the Potters, and the mm-hmm. boy's name is Harry. It's literally a Harry Potter movie. Oh, all right. Uh, 47 Teenage Zombies from 1959. Classic drive-in schlock. All right. Yeah. Yeah, overacting steely pile of cinema is a good way to put this. <laughs> these films, I think all of the these kind of schlocky late 50s movies were made with the entire intent of... Teenagers are going to go to the drive-in, mm-hmm. and they're going to be necking halfway through this. So we don't need to have it make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Number forty-six, the Fat Spy from nineteen sixty-five. It's got Phyllis Diller. I don't care. This movie's amazing. 
I've never seen this one. Imagine John Tapper as a spy. Is that James? <laughs> is that James Mansfield or? I wouldn't be surprised. I, I think it is. I've never even heard of this film. <laughs> Voodoo Woman from 1957. Okay, if this isn't a mystery science theater movie, I will be surprised. I'm getting some Mystics of Bali before Mystics of Bali. Oh, jeez. That's not a good thing. I'm pretty sure this is... This has got to be a Mystery Science Theater movie. Maybe it has a different title mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. It's uh, it's your classic old school... You know, white saviors go to the middle of the jungle. Just There's voodoo and... You know... It, Exotic women doing evil rituals. Ooh, this would never fly today. Yeah. All right, number forty-four. Ah, oh, Ishtar. Ishtar. Uh, yeah. It's not a good movie. Nah. It's yeah. It was a giant box office bomb. <laughs> but like, and I've seen it, and it's bad. Mm-hmm. But it's bad in it's bad in the boring way. There's uh, nothing yeah. about like how does Warren Beatty. Like just not have charisma in this movie. And uh, uh, what guy? What's Dennis Hoffman. Dennis. Yeah, Dustin Hoffman. Duff, Dustin yeah. Hoffman. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. It's somehow neither of them are funny or charismatic in a movie where they clearly should be funny and charismatic. Yeah. It's probably the bi- biggest budgeted movie on this movie. I will say. Oh yeah. And yeah, I did get the idea that this was supposed to be like one of those Road to Morocco, yeah. Crosby and Hope movies. Yeah. <laughs> Old rule: never put a good movie in your <laughs> bad movie. <laughs> and Ishtar, the the name of the god in Herschel Gordon Lewis's uh, Blood Feast. Yes. So <laughs> obviously an homage. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. Oh wait, no. <laughs> Uh, oh, Frankenstein conquers the world. You leave Toho out of this. <laughs> when they thought Frankenstein would be a good Godzilla. Yeah, so for all those who don't know, at some point, I don't... I have to assume... There's actually a really long, elaborate story I'm not going to get into with it. It's interesting, you should look it up, of why people in Japan thought it would be a good idea to have Frankenstein end up being a kaiju. Because that's what this movie's about. A gigantic Frankenstein that attacks Godzilla. And the part about this movie that's the most interesting, mm-hmm. I feel, is that it that the original script for King, the original Kyoho King Kong versus Godzilla back mm-hmm. in the the '60s, yeah, was actually supposed to be King Kong versus or Godzilla versus Frankenstein, <laughs> and it ended up getting rewritten. They, at the last moment, they put in King Kong because they thought he had more marquee value than Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. That's why in that movie, King Kong is powered by electricity. Alright. Yeah. Oh, the creepy Oh, this needs to be higher on the list. Attack of the Carpet Monster. (laughs) Have you heard about the the documentary about this? No, I haven't. I know that they lost all of the dialogue in like a flood, and so they had to have a narrator basically just narrate the entire movie. Talk about Bootylicious there. (laughs) Um, So, uh, this is... Over the years, this is another Mystery Science Theater movie, oh, by the way. it's a classic Mystery yeah. 3K episode. But it has, it has definitely grown, in my opinion, one of the worst films ever made. Because the there's a, there's a whole shtick, and they're actually talking about it. The director, they think he made this movie just to rob people. He got a whole bunch of money together, said, I'm going to make a horror film. Basically made the cheapest possible horror film that is conceivable to be made, mm-hmm. and then just skip town and no, like never has been caught. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a very interesting concept. And to be honest with you, I think this movie should be remade because there is some there's there's a core there that could have been good, but having a monster that looks like an old throw rug probably isn't <laughs> yeah. it. All right, number forty one, Santa Claus conquers the Martians. Yes. I think this is too low. I think it needs to be higher. I, it is a pretty bad movie. It's yeah. a one I, I the Mystery Science Theater episode of it. I watch every mm-hmm. uh, every December. It's great. Um, it's uh, it's a classic. You know. Yeah. It's it's so weird and it like the concept. Santa Claus conquers the Martians. What more do you need? <laughs> yep. Oh, I know what you need. You need Martians who are just guys painted green in green leotards wearing, like. <laughs> 
bas- wearing uh, like helmets upside down with scuba gear glued mm-hmm. to it. And uh, shout out to Brett Kelly who did a live stage version of this movie, but using puppets for The Martians. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the live actors for everything else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's weird. <laughs> also, the Martians guns are literally toilet plungers they're like an air pumped toilet plunger uh this is this scene with mrs claus is just classic yes oh no this this if you're gonna watch this movie if you're gonna watch the movie folks just watch the mystery science theater yeah. version it's, or you need a lot of uh drugs for this yes one. yes we're talking heavy barbiturates folks so now that weed's legal in new york Yeah, just you should totally be stoned while you watch this movie. One hundred percent gets you some edibles. (laughs) You know, just have a day of it. It's fun for the whole whole family. Uh, uh, Oh, oh. forty. Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck at forty. Okay, okay. So I like Howard the Duck. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't care what anyone says. It's a bad movie, but forty. I feel like there other. It's better than some of the other movies we've seen. Mm -hmm. It's it's way better than the Creeping Terror. And you know what? After James Gunn reintroduced Howard the Duck in his movies, I kind of want to see him do a like a newer Howard the Duck. Sure. Film. Well, you know, like it, let's 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 get on like some of the weird things. I'm not going to get into the, the controversy with. Well, I'm not going to get into the controversy with the duck betting scene. Yeah. I'm also not going to get into the controversy of the main argument, the main villain of the movie, and yep. his proclivities. However, the thing that I love most about this movie is. You can thank Howard the Duck for Lord of the Rings. Alright. Because with Howard the Duck, not to go into too long, real quick tirade here. With Howard the Duck, it it failed, but uh, because it failed the uh, to get the special effects and stuff like that, they needed to... Uh, Lucas had to buy the computers, which ended up being able to be made for Frighteners. He... All right. He he bought the ended up buying the computers. Those computers are the same computers that the special effects for Lord of the Rings. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. Okay, so here we are at 39. They saved Hitler's brain. With a title like that, what more yeah. do you need? And it's really two movies meshed together yes. into one. Yes, yes. This is another classic. This wasn't a Mystery Science Theater episode to my... I don't think it was. Nah. No. But, um, yeah, this is... I mean, they, they glued two movies together. Of course it's going to be horrible. Yeah. And I think that kind of inspired Godfrey Ho's career. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that man. Oh. We'll talk about him on another episode, folks. If you don't know who Godfrey Ho is, you're gonna. But, but yeah, no. I mean, again, the movie... The plot of the movie involves the concept that they saved Hitler's brain. Mm-hmm. And you'd think that that would be a little more energetic than it. But because there wasn't much footage to go with the original stuff they had... Mm-hmm. A lot of the other stuff is just weird espionage stuff that doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> Again, you you glue two movies together, you're gonna you know mm-hmm. edit two movies together, you're gonna get this kind of activity. Uh, what's next? Uh, Black Belt Jones, nineteen seventy four, starring Jim Kelly and not the quarterback from the Buffalo Bills. No, <laughs> no, Jim Kelly made famous by Enter the Dragon. Yep. I don't think Black Belt Jones deserves to be on this list. All right. Just straight. It's not that bad of a movie. There are a lot of far worse black exploitation films. Yeah. This does not need to be a. It's 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 not amazing by any stretch. It's not one of the best, but mm-hmm. I don't consider this movie bad really at all. I really, I'm actually a little confused on why this is on here. Huh. All right. This is. Is is just not that bad. It's a black exploitation movie, so like, you know, I'm not saying it's amazing. I'm nah. just saying that like, I don't think you know, you're not gonna have a bunch of Pam Greer movies in here, you know? Yeah. So. Ah, oh, he's from uh, the Omega Man. Yeah. 37. Yep, I'm 37. Oh. Greetings. 1968. This is a... This is a... Uh, this is the birds? I was going to say, is this a... Uh, a be- one of the Beatles movies? Okay, X-Rating. Yeah, so Greetings... I've never heard of it, but it looks like it's trying to cash in on Hard Days Night. Hard Days Night. 
Oh. Oh wow, folks! This is a this has got to be De Niro's like second <laughs> film. Yeah, De Niro in this movie looks like he's maybe late twenties. Yeah. Tops. And he's also not a mobster, which is a, which <laughs> yeah. is a change. That's all right. Number thirty-six, the, the Great, Great Alligator. Oh, uh, again. Okay, I see why it's on the maybe the worst. I don't think it's that bad. It's it's bad. Mm-hmm. It, <laughs> for all you fans of really horrible uh, creature features, it's bad, mm-hmm. and it's it. But like, it's a because jo- it's a Jaws knockoff. Oh yeah, yep. And you had so many alligator movies too at this time, also. So yeah. Yeah, the Great Alligator, Crocodile. So at least they Eating built up. Alive. Pro- yes. Just alligator, yeah. one and two. Um, the thing that makes this movie somewhat famous is it stars former Bond girl. Um, I can't remember her oh, name. Oh, uh, yeah, from uh, Spy Who Loved Me. Yes, and uh, uh, Ringo Starr's wife. What is, I, yes, I, I yes, heard, yeah. But yeah, that's that's the thing that's really mm-hmm. banking on you watching the movie. Yeah. it's actually to be honest with you, got an interesting kind of plot going oh, yeah, on. Yeah, Mel Ferrer. Okay. Yeah, it's like I said, it's got an interesting plot going on. I actually think it's not that bad at, mm-hmm. for you know Jaws knockoffs and creature features from the 70s mm-hmm. but um yeah if it was like number 50 or higher up because mm-hmm. the thing about the movie is it's it's kind of okay to the end it's clearly a little toy all right number 35 hillbill is in a haunted house oh yeah well this is just mm-hmm. this is 60s camp Full of country singers for reasons I don't fully understand. And sadly, like some of the best horror actors of the 30s and 40s at like the... Well past the, the well prime. Well past their prime, yeah. It's, the, it's that grandpa who thinks he's coo- he was cool, <laughs> you know, and the 60s making fun of that. If you like camp in 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 60s camp specifically, mm-hmm. you'll actually really like this yeah, movie. And there actually is a Rough Tracks version for it. Yes. So if, if, you're, if that's your style of bad movies is camp... I highly suggest Hillbillies in the Haunted House. If you really enjoy really bad old music, that's also a good one. Oh, here we are, 34, TNT, TNT Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> also, folks, I'm so much surprised that they're showing clips of the movie. Straight, we just saw some boobie. <laughs> See, TNT Jackson, again, is a exploitation film. Mm-hmm. It's a worse exploitation film than Black Belt Jones. It's not a... I've seen, again, I've seen worse, but mm-hmm. it's... It's at least notable. I can accept that this is on a list. Okay. For what it is. I mean, again, I've, I've said it. I could tell you 50 movies worse than all the movies on this list. But, you know. <laughs> so that may be Creeping Terror. I honestly, that's, mm-hmm. that's just one of the worst. Oh, that's how this got made. Mm. Genie Bell is a Playboy Playmate. <laughs> also explains why we started Topless. <laughs> TNT Jackson. It's also got a great name. Yeah. Hey, you know how loaded that suitcase is? Yes, it's just definitely not the best uh, fight scenes you've ever seen. Because at least with Black Belt Jones, again, he's a legit martial artist. Mm-hmm. Jim Kelly's a legit martial artist. This, they took a play-by-play mate and went like, hey, wait, we can kind of make it seem like yeah. Kung Fu, right? Yep. Robo no. Monster. Okay, Robo Monster needs to be a lot lower than 33. <laughs> I've seen some incredibly horrible films in my day, folks, and Robot Monster is mm-hmm. still one of the worst. And I think I actually like the concept that you have an apocalypse and the survivors are kidnapped by like this monster that's just programmed to hunt the last humans down. But he's bad at it. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing with Robot Monster. First off, he's probably the most iconic monster, bad movie monster of all time. Mm-hmm. He's a gorilla suit that somebody put like a bowl aquarium on his head... And like antennas, mm-hmm. that's very weird, like weirdly iconic. Again, mystery science theater episode. Yep. Um, it's just weird. There's no everything that happens in the movie would have you guessing of why it's happening. You are a human. Humans. <laughs> All right, thirty-two. That should 32. be higher. The Incredible Melting Man from nineteen seventy-seven. Ah, it's it's. All right, The Incredible Melting Man is mostly like it's a little boring for what it is. Is really, it's yeah. not that bad. It's a slasher, basically. 
The whole premise is a an astronaut goes to space, gets hit by some kind of cosmic rays. Oh, that's a wow! They got the right. I don't know how they got the rights to use that Star Wars creature. Because the guy who made it definitely is the guy who made the Star Wars oh, creature. All yeah. right. So it's an effects film, basically. It's not that bad. The guy goes blasted by a cosmic rays, comes back to Earth, and he starts to melt. It is this Firebird, 2015 AD, 1981 is uh, number 31. Yeah, basically, this is it hit the sweet spot where it was inspired probably by um, Smoking the Bandit, and then also the post-apocalyptic films, yep. Mad Max. And yeah, 2015 AD, yeah, we're, we're nothing like this now, so they, no. they kind of uh, yeah. overshot. Yeah, it's a good one to watch, and like, it's always funny to watch. It's um, is one of those movies that's set in the future, but now that's that Time is in the past. Looking oh my god, Darren McGavin. Yeah, okay, so Mac just loves this movie now. <laughs> Mac, what are you doing on your phone? You've ordered <laughs> how many copies? You don't need that many copies. Oh, you never know. <laughs> yeah. I know what I'm getting is a gift. I think you're also missing uh, another actor who's in the film. Do you not do you, do you not notice do you not recognize that man? Uh no, I do not. I I I'm sure it's, I'm going I'm not going to tell you it's going to come to you. All right. For that, if, no one on who's listening, by the way, knows Firebird 2015 AD. <laughs> I'm the only human on Earth who saw it. Ah, <laughs> uh, Dracula versus Frankenstein, I'm, 1971. It's another prime Al Adamson. This is probably my favorite Al Adamson film. Ouch! <laughs> that hurts on many levels. So, Dracula versus Frankenstein is it should be good because you know that's what I want to watch. I want to watch the monsters fight. Mm-hmm. Except you know. There's that whole thing where the fight scene isn't that and good. It's an almost complete dark. <laughs> and also, who would you... So in the fight scene, and I don't want to spoil things, folks, but in a fight between Frankenstein and Dracula, who do you think's the big clobbering, powerful guy? Mm-hmm. You'd kind of think Frankenstein, right? He's big. He's yep. wrong. It's Dracula. You know, he manhandles him. And there's actually a funny story. Uh, one of the writers of that film... Worked with Terry Gilliam before he worked with Monty Python, yeah. and so the guy suspects that they kind of stole the death of the Black Knight from Dracula versus Frankenstein. Oh, you know what? I think I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. I don't like. It's hard to believe, but okay, mm-hmm. I could maybe see it. All right, number twenty-nine, Bride of the Monster, nineteen fifty-five. Uh, another Lugosi. Uh, oh yeah, classic. Another Mystery Science Theater classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is. Oh, and Tor, Tor Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, well, of course you got Bella. Yeah. You're getting Tor. <laughs> you know. Uh, this is also one I agree is on a top 50 worst of all time. You know, Ed, Ed Wood, uh, he he wanted to do a big scene with a monster. Well, he didn't have a monster, so he broke into another film set and used their prop octopus. Oh, uh, like, yeah, that didn't work. That didn't work. So, like, the, this movie, you know what the best part of that this movie is? If you've watched the movie Ed Wood, mm-hmm. starring Johnny Depp, which is an amazing film, highly suggest. Uh, yep. There's this they, they they go over this movie because it's part of the Ed Wood like yeah. when he was filming when that the mm-hmm. slip at the time they <laughs> filmed was, but yeah no that definitely needs to be on this list. All right, twenty eight, Smokey and the Bandit Part Three. Oh dear. Okay, so that's it's really bad, but it doesn't it's it's bad because of how stupid it is and the I love Smoking the Bandit, mm-hmm. but like. The sequel didn't need to happen, but it's a sequel of an incredibly popular film. They happen all the time. The third one is just cashing in. Jack, uh, Jack Leeson just cashed a paycheck. That's all this was. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just, just watched Smoking the Bandit one, three times. Don't watch the sequels. <laughs> they get, each one gets worse by a factor of ten. Uh, yeah, it's moving on. Yeah. All right, twenty-seven Xanadu, okay, nineteen eighty. It's a bad movie, but they, <laughs> like these are the kind of Xanadu is the kind of movie that should be in the, like the oh number forty-seven <laughs> Xanadu. <laughs> it's just that thing. It's it's disco for like five years. It was the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. So obviously there was movies and stuff like that about it and whatever. But, like, now that we look back and, like, why why was there all these things about disco? It's mm-hmm. stupid. Xanadu's arguably one of the stupidest. <laughs> yeah, Fred Astaire's in this movie, too. 
which I'm pretty sure this is his last film he was in, which is sad. Oh, what a way to go out. Yeah. <laughs> so. And you got the one guy from the Warriors in here, which... Yeah, I think this tanked his career. Because uh, he was huge after the Warriors, yeah. I'm pretty sure this tanked his career. <laughs> I hope not, but it probably did. Mm-hmm. So if anybody listening at home, if you haven't seen Xanadu, your parents did. <laughs> All right, number 26, Leonard, part six. Nope, not going to talk about it. Uh, you got Joe Don. <laughs> yep, not... Uh, not able to make in comments. light of recent events yeah yeah I, uh, yeah i will say this folks it's a horrible movie it's just it's just a horrible movie and it's only more horrible for other reasons and i can't i don't watch it just don't if if you if you choose to want to watch it be, i'm letting you know all it is is cringe on more than one level mm mm-hmm. mhm and if you don't know why, it's because it stars Bill Cosby. Yeah. So, yeah. Next movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, number 25, The Wild Woman of Wongo, 1958. This is, I don't think Rift Tracks did this, but I think, I actually think either, wait. Cinematic Titanic? Yeah, either Cinematic Titanic or the very short-lived film crew. All right. Did did this, it was basically the guys from Rift Tracks before Rift Tracks. Yep. Um, yeah, this is, again, it's a 1958 film. It's your old school Muscly, oh, it's cavemen and cave women, so it's super attractive women with really good combed hair and everything for the times are, you know, set in this thing wearing leather print dresses and yeah, I'm whatnot. Some BDSM vibes off of this. A little Wonder Woman vibes? Yeah. Yeah. The whole, uh, if memory serves, the whole premise of this one, because it's dead. Like all but two of the movies we've seen so far, I've seen, mm-hmm. the whole premise of this film is that the women's uh, tribe is doesn't have men. Mm. So they go to the men tribe and steal the men <laughs> that they, they use to obviously, you know, yep. progress the species to keep it PG. Um, <laughs> it was basically, it's a 1958 movie where if you was in 1958, you know, Pornhub didn't exist, the internet yeah. didn't exist, Playboy wasn't really a thing. If you wanted to watch women in kind of bikinis kind of wrestle around, you had to go see the yeah. movies like this. Oh, God. Number 24, Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn gorilla. A personal favorite of yours, Mac. Uh, yeah. Nothing's better than a ripoff of, of Martin and Lewis. Of Martin and Lewis that literally got them sued. But uh, they were able to argue like a successful defense and the case was dropped. Yeah. So go figure. <laughs> it's just weird because it's... it's it, I've heard it before. Like I've, uh, I have seen it a long time ago. But like... It's one of those where, like, I was surprised it didn't have Martin Lewis in it, knowing what I know now, mm-hmm. because it's very famous. It's known for being a bad movie again. Yep. It's another one. I wouldn't necessarily put it in the... I give movies from, like, the 50s a little bit of a... You know, you get a little bit of a... a uh, yeah, I wouldn't say this is bad, but Sammy Petrillo was the one that pushes it into so bad oh, territory. Yeah. And I mean, like, it's got, the, it's got a guy in a gorilla suit. Yep. And, uh, but like it's kind of a gorilla, good gorilla suit. It's it's Bella long past his prime. Yeah, old Bella. Like I don't even. It's surprising this wasn't made by Ed Wood. That's yeah. that's the kind of level. And this is it's at. like when he's talking, like you can tell he has no teeth. And yeah. it's like this is. Really... <laughs> yeah, it's it's a difficult watch because it's kind of boring. It's got the sense it's not funny and it's trying mm-hmm. to be, and nothing's worse than a comedy yeah. that fails. Ah, uh, number 23, The Ape, 1940. This is Karloff kind of past his prime, too. Past so. his prime? Yeah. Kind of past <laughs> his prime? This is his worst film. <laughs> this is his worst film by... Like, he's trying. Mm-hmm. He's legit trying. But it's it looks like the same monkey suit that's in the book, uh, Bela Lugosi meets a Brooklyn gorilla. gorilla. Matter of fact, I'm positive the first, like, title of this movie was... You know, Bella, not Bella Lugosi, but um, Boris Karloff meets a Brooklyn gorilla. <laughs> so, it's just, it's, it's, it's in those, this is a 1940s movie, folks. Like, sensibilities were different. The mm-hmm. fact you had a monkey in your movie, that could be a legitimate villain. It's, it's, so, it's somewhat weird to me that we can't have a movie where, oh, it's just a gorilla. What do you mean it's just a gorilla? <laughs> the thing can just rip your arms off. Why is that not a palpable threat to you? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but uh, 
yeah. So the end of the movie is weird. Um, it doesn't make any sense because it was I from if memory serves this movie was rewritten like four or five times during filming. All right. So yeah, it's just not a great film. It's it's one that's hard to watch if you're a fan of Boris Karloff like mm-hmm. I am. All right, number twenty-two, Galaxy of Terror, nineteen eighty-one, and our first Roger Corman film, I think. All right. Maybe not. Corman's a touch so many things. So okay, so Galaxy of Terror. If you're a old, if you're a horror fan, you've heard of it, you've seen it. It's and it's Corman. It's a hodgepodge mix of stock footage from other movies he could get put together because obviously Star Wars was big in the mm-hmm. late seventies, early eighties. So let's try to capitalize on that. A little you bit know, of aliens. Alien. Yep. So it doesn't make a lot of sense, but the sets are cool. It's because James Cameron made them. All right. It's also got Sid Haig, which is always nice. Yep. And you also got the one teacher from uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And uh, Chachi, if Donny loves Chachi. Yep. The, uh, the, the, the key about this movie, though, that you need to watch, its premise is very interesting. They come across an alien who's able to use your deepest, darkest fear against you. Hmm. And then he's... He's looking for a replacement, somebody who's not afraid of their fear. Mm-hmm. But it's notable because it's got some really good gore effects. It's also got a giant slug alien rape scene. <laughs> so if you're not into that kind of thing, just uh, FYI. Yeah, yeah, it's got that, like, uh, humanoids at the deep. Oh, and Robert England. Yeah, Robert England's in it, Sid Hegg's in it. Sid Hegg's, uh, is uh, he's talked about, he wanted to be in the movie more, mm-hmm. but he, he isn't in the movie. And there's a famous scene, they're actually showing it, where... There's they put maggots on like a severed arm to try to make it you know scary and it couldn't work so again James Cameron decided let's try to electrocute the arm and make the maggots move and it worked. All right, All right. number twenty one, the robot versus the Aztec mummy. <sighs> the first episode of Mystery Science Theater. Ah, oh, all right. Yep, the very first, and it's bad. It's nineteen fifty seven, and it's that old kind of serial. This, this is like Mex. Isn't this like Mexican? Yes. All right. Yes. Well, I mean, you're not going to throw Aztec mummy around, yeah. Um, yeah, guys from New, you know Minnesota really know about Aztec mummies. Um, yeah, no, it's incredibly bad, but it's it's charming in a weird way. It's because it's so old, really. Mm-hmm. Number twenty, Snow White, the German version from 1955. First off, it's live action. So, and it's German. Well, which, which side of Germany is this? Uh, east, east or west? Uh, <laughs> well, it's you know what's weird is it's going to accurate probably be more accurate to the actual story of Snow White than the Disney bastardized version. Yeah, this is probably going to have all the Grimm's brothers. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Whitey. <laughs> So the dwarves in this movie are clearly Children. like, like six-year-olds with beards. Eh, I give it somewhat of a pass, ignoring that it's a it is a foreign it film. A foreign, even if people yeah. don't think that Germany is foreign, it still is. You know, counts. Mm-hmm. But like, it's a nineteen fifty-five retelling of a fairy tale. Yeah, it's it. To be honest with you, it looks a lot like a stage play <laughs> that they just filmed. Yeah. So, yeah. I wouldn't have put it this low on the list. Alright, 19, Creature from the Haunted Sea, 1961, another Corman classic. Another Corman classic, and yes, another Mystery Science Theater movie. Um, Did he just bang his head on his yes, bunk? Yes, yes. Um, so, it's, it's, a, it's a schlocky early 60s, you know, something's coming, Creature from the Black Lagoon inspired, mm-hmm. something's coming. Um, the thing about this movie is the monster. Like a lot of these movies, they clearly didn't have yeah. a big budget, and they didn't spend that budget on making the monster look good. Yeah. So, um, if you've seen this movie, it's because you've seen the monster, who looks like what would happen if you gave a Brillo pad googly eyes. <laughs> and actually, this was kind of innovative, because this is the one, like one of the first films where the monster won. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know if it's the first, yeah. but yeah. No, you're right, I forgot about that, actually. That didn't happen too often back in the yeah. day. Uh, Swinging Cheerleaders, 1974. That's number 18. Is this a... I'm pretty sure this is a skin flick. Oh, well, it's Jack Hill. Oh, that that's, explains a lot. Never mind, I was right. It is a skin flick. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to watch some 1970s softcore pornography, really soft, mind you, mm-hmm. that 
also kind of wants to be a slapstick comedy, yeah. The Swinging Cheerleaders. Oh, it's got, um, uh, what's her name from, uh, Clues, the, the maid. Oh, Colleen Camp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this is 1974 Colleen Camp, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, this is like something I would have expected out of, like, the, the Kentucky Fried movie. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Kentucky Fried movie was, might have been inspired by this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I get Samuel L. Oh, Bronkowitz oh. presents. <laughs> <laughs> it's your classic movie that really, really wants to be, a, wants to be porn, but it isn't. Yeah. Again, shouldn't be this low on the list. Uh, number right. 17, The Trial of Billy Jack. From what? 1974. Okay, so Billy Jack is great. I don't care what anyone says. This is a great movie. Mm-hmm. It gets, his the, as the series goes on, he gets preachier and preachier, and it does lose a little bit of its charm, but Ooh. in no way is any of the Billy Jack films deserve to be on a 50 worst movies of all time list. The action's pretty good. You know. Yep. Yeah, this was kind of, yeah, I mean, I also immediately think of Walking Tall as that, like, you know, that folksy, folk, like, uh... Folk hero? Yeah, down, yeah, folk hero. Yeah. To be honest with you, I'm a little surprised the current generation, you know, the woke generation mm-hmm. hasn't rediscovered Billy Jack, because it's right up there with something that they would want, I feel. Yeah. Because Billy Jack's kind of like the first woke hero. Yeah. So... And I, I just can't help but think of wrestler Billy Jack Haynes. <laughs> Having nothing to do with no, that. Of course. No. Yeah. But uh but no, I think that I think that the, the current generation would do well to rediscover Billy Jack. But again, in no way does this deserve to be in the t- fifty worst. Nah. I'm not even going crazy with like finding of like obscure films that need to be on. It's just not that bad. That's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. But and, again, and also too, the movie is like what two and a half hours long. Yeah, so. it's too long. Yeah. It's far too long. I'm okay, sixteen killers from space with I'm Peter Graves. <laughs> Tonight on Biography, <laughs> Peter Graves. Yeah, Killers from Space is is nineteen fifty four. Here's forty bucks. Aliens are scary. Let's make a movie about aliens. Uh, and this is like RKO when their final years. Oh yeah. They, and this is Peter Grave when he had it, like, although it's a black and white film, he had colored hair. <laughs> yeah, so um, what Matt just discovered, because he's never seen Killers from Space, which again, I isn't a Mystery Science Theater, I think it was a Rift Tracks movie. Uh, oh no, it's a film crew movie. Yeah. So Killers from Space, the aliens are humans who have a ping pong ball, they cut it in half, cut like slits out of it, and then put it over their eyes, kind of like, you know how you do, you like open your eye a little bit and like, like squeeze it in there? Yeah, that's... Um, that's what the aliens are. They're just people with big googly eyes. <laughs> if only they could actually, like, you know, the black thing in the eye could move a, around. A, a wobble? A googly <laughs> yeah. eye? An actual googly eye would have been funnier. <laughs> yeah, but if you... To be honest with you, I've watched the movie. It's boring. It's not worth uh, watching unless you're going to watch a rift. Spider Baby, 1964. Yeah. This is another Jack Hill. Another Jack Hill. So a lot Sid of, Haig. Sid Lon Haig. Cheney Jr. <laughs> and it's like... A very young Sid, yeah. Sid Haig. He's like... I want to say like 19 in this movie. Mm-hmm. Also, this is, yeah, it's a Jack Hill movie. Um, do not expect this movie to make any bit of sense. <laughs> this is the movie that plays in Rob, uh, yeah, uh, Rob Zombie's head when he's writing music. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's about a crazy, kooky family that kill people, mm-hmm. and they're all like freaks. So just. If that yeah. sounds like something you'll enjoy, you will enjoy this movie. Oh, it's like I mean the thing of the old dark house, but with a very redneck spin on it. A redneck, freaky, you know, I don't know, sixties kind of uh, mm-hmm. not doo wop vibe, but you know. Uh, Fourteen Trog from nineteen seventy. Okay, Trog's bad, but like, its production budget's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Trog's weird thing is it's. Oh, this is a paycheck movie for her. Yes, it actually is a paycheck movie for her, yes. So, um, 
Oh, who is that? I think that's Joan Crawford. Yeah, that's Joan Crawford. Yeah. yeah. This is, I can't even remember, I remember hearing a story about why she did this movie, though. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it was like her, she wanted, she was a little older, and she wanted to do a movie like her grandchildren would like. Mm-hmm. And they lied to her that it was going to be a comedy. <laughs> or something. But she puts it all in. She's trying, the same thing, she's trying to win the Oscar every scene. <laughs> Joan Crawford, gotta love yep. it. Yeah. Oh, and you got uh, Michael Gao, who was yeah. going to be Alfred. Yes. Um, yeah, Trug, tr- tiny budget. Again, they just said that mm-hmm. Joan uh, Crawford had to supply her own wardrobe for the movie. Like, the monster is a, a, a guy mm-hmm. who's wearing a pretty good, like, monkey mask, yeah. but it's just a monkey mask. He's with, like, a long wig over it to, like, mesh mm-hmm. it into his body a bit, but, like, it's just a guy. Yeah. They didn't even buy a whole suit. <laughs> And its story doesn't make any sense. Yeah, of course. Just so we're clear. All right, number 13, The Three Stooges in Orbit, 1962. Which Three Stooges are uh, these? This is, it's the one after Joe Besser. So it's, uh, God, what was it? So it's, uh, w- w- so this is the third Curly? Yeah, this is the third Curly. Which is the worst Curly. Yeah. So in this film, two of the original Three Stooges, who are clearly in their 50s or 60s. Yep. And another guy who's in his, like, 40s... Joe Besser. Is Joe, it is Joe, Joe Besser. Besser. It is Joe Besser. Okay. And Joe Besser, who's in his, like, 40s, so he doesn't even look like the same age no. as them, try to be Three Stooges stuff, except it's 1962. And it's passe by this point. It's so passe. It's it, arguably passe a yeah. lot long earlier than this. <laughs> they build a submarine tank helicopter that can go into space because they get plans from a... Plans from aliens i would not suggest you consider yourself a stooges fan mm-hmm. i what do you think no not yeah, even close no. so i don't suggest that one folks all right number 12 mm. the crippled masters 1982 all right so we watched this on a bad movie night once this movie i will say this it's amazing what these two men are capable of because the premise of this it is a kung fu flick into which two of the actors the main the protagonist are uh, physically, they have physical disabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the guys has—he's missing an arm, and his other arm doesn't have—he doesn't have an arm. He has um, some malformed fingers yeah. on a very short arm. That's kind of like all he has. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other gentleman, ha- he his legs don't work. They're clearly—he should be wheelchair bound. Yeah. So instead of he's just put his legs in a which are in somewhat of a withered state. He's has them cross-legged under him and tied up. So it's just him constantly moving about. But you gotta think his upper body's gotta be cut oh, yeah. for it. But and that's the thing, like that's mm-hmm. the, the the whole shtick of the movie mm-hmm. is they kinda use well the other guy uses his feet a lot and the other guy uses his um his his hands. Yep. But the issue is with that, at some points like it doesn't come off so well as that they're trying to be inspiring mm-hmm. as it's their exploitation to some degree. Yeah. So yeah. Number eleven, almost cracking the top ten, another Roger Corman classic, Sorceresses. Okay, if you like sword and sorcery movies, and if you love camp, you're going to love this movie. Also, and this is important, because it was clearly inspired by like Beastmaster and those yeah. films. Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, so this movie also stars, I can't remember their names, but uh, a set of twins who starred in Playboy, who were topless most of the film. <laughs> yeah, actually they're not even top, I think they're just straight nude in most of the film. It's cheap, this is the, this is a perfect, so bad it's good Get your friends together, riff, and have a look. Yeah, so movie. this would be like a double feature with Lucio Fulci's Conquest. Uh, yeah, you could do that. I would say Conquest takes itself a little bit more serious. Sorceress mm-hmm. at least leans into the camp a little right. bit in fun. I suggest Sorceresses. It doesn't deserve to be on this list. It's too fun. <laughs> All right, top ten. Let's see. Number All right, ten. Finally, the Crawling, the crawling hand, hand from 1963. Okay, so this is pretty bad, and I think again a mystery science theater movie. Hmm. Um, it's bad in that 1963 way. <laughs> we literally just saw they tried to do a, a scene where a woman like seductively puts on her bikini and the but camera you see has bikini yeah, bottom on yeah you, the camera like pans up as she's pulling them up but then you could see she was already wearing a bikini <laughs> so a, as I mentioned before this is another movie where astronaut goes into space gets bombarded by some kind of cosmic rays or aliens mm-hmm. comes back and in this his hand which is free of the body kills people so it's actually, a 1963 movie I actually think I've seen this MST3K episode because you got the uh, uh, the skipper from Gilgan's Island yes. is in this film. Yes. 
So just imagine the special effects involved in, there's going to be a lot of scenes where a guy with a, you can see his arm, but they, they can't show the rest of it because you'd know that he's attached to yep. it. Yeah, it's a pretty bad movie. It's kind of like if The Thing was an, was an evil entity from the Adams Family. <laughs> it's pretty bad. I yep, right there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't necessarily think it needs to be on these lists because for 1963 it was something, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, it falls in the more boring than bad mm-hmm. kind of, but yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. I gotta love those old school trailers. <laughs> the, the crawling hand. I also love that they don't, when they put the font on the thing, they don't even capitalize the, so it's just uh, yep. like a part right. of a sentence. Number nine, Blood Sucking Freaks, 1976. <laughs> so Chris Jericho's I, favorite horror movie. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so, Horshing, is this, uh, is this Lewis? Or? Oh no, this is not Herschel Gordon Lewis. It gets mistaken for Herschel Gordon Lewis, but no, it, it was inspired by H.G. Lewis. Okay, okay. So a lot of this is a shl- this is an exploitation oh, yeah. grindhouse movie. Yep. Lots of boobs, lots of Gore. buckets of yep. you know red tempera paint, <laughs> lots of uh, apparently nipple clamps, a lot yep. <laughs> a lot of uh, you know cow intestines, mm-hmm. and an absurd premise. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm again. I'm not gonna say it deserves to be in the top fifty, but yeah, I could see it. Yeah, I could see it. I think I have the I have the special edition on Blu-ray. <laughs> yes, another movie with crazy midgets. Yep. Yeah. If if you like that exploitation grindhouse uh, mm-hmm. stuff, you're gonna like this movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right, number eight, JD's Deez- Revenge, oh, 1976. Uh, another black exploitation film, but this is the weirdest one. Oh, yeah, this is because, with a zombie spin. Yes. It's not the weirdly. It's not the only zombie exploitation, black exploitation <laughs> film. Let's that's yeah, that's yeah. It, it's rare, but that's the thing. But this one is a voodoo zombie ghost uh, element to it, which is very interesting. <laughs> I actually, again, I don't think this deserves to be on there. It's more of its premise is so weird that maybe it deserves to be on mm-hmm. uh, fifty worst. But it's not acted poorly. It's yeah. just. A very weird plot. Yeah, basically a guy gets possessed by an old school, like, 50s or 60s gangster. Yep. And he slowly gets more possessed by him because obviously it came after The Exorcist, Mm -hmm. so that was something that, you know, possession was something you wanted to put in a movie. Yeah, and he just starts killing all the people that had anything to do with that guy's death. Yep. But he, he, it's a Jekyll and Hyde thing because he keeps acting a little bit more like him. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Ah, Louis Gossett Jr. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, inherently makes the movie... The, see, the, the thing, that, the reason it's acceptable to say that this is a bad movie <laughs> is the actor overacts the crap out of when he's possessed mm-hmm. as opposed to just acting like a, you know, another human being that's slightly different than his own. No, no, no. He is heavily different. Mm-hmm. Overacting very, I wouldn't say he was, no, I'm going to say camp, very campily. Mm-hmm. But it works for the movie, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't have put it, and it definitely doesn't deserve to be in the no, top not ten. This not even a shot. No. I pr- it wouldn't even have gotten mentioned, no. to be honest with you. Alright, number seven. Frankenstein meets the space monster okay. in 1965. I agree with this. This is the first one. It's a good, it's a good spot. This is a 1965 Frankenstein meets the space monster. It's 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 bad. It's let's slap some paper mache in a guy. He's Frankenstein now. <laughs> like uh, yeah, Max Shrek in the background. <laughs> yeah, there's a Martian princess. Again, there's there's a Frankenstein. Frankenstein, of course, is a as a pilot who's just got like cosmic mutated. I almost bought the Something Weird DVD of this movie. Almost. And then I saw you could watch the whole thing on YouTube for free. So. I will say that most of the films that we've seen so far, you probably can watch on YouTube yeah. for free. Most, not all. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... It, it's it's in that 1960s where, like, you want to make a horror movie. Well, well what do we do with horror movies? Uh, horror movies are... 
Yeah, horror, horror movies are just old school, like Frankenstein and Dracula, right? Well, aliens are big too. Okay, make them both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as they just mentioned, Frankenstein's whole thing is he's Frankenstein, but he got his circuitry switched up with some of the alien information, mm-hmm. so that's why. Yeah. All right, number six, Killer Shrews, 1959. Ah, this does not need to be this low. It's so. The more I've seen this movie, because it's on this is this is up there with Night of Living Dead, and it's oh, on yeah. every bad movie box that you've yep. ever bought. They the thing about this movie is the premise is they take shrews, they make them big, it, for science. Don't ask yep. why, but to replicate that, they literally just cover dogs, dogs in fake like, hair and masks. Yeah. But the thing is, it kind of works. Yeah. Um, it was also famously made for like no money. Mm-hmm. And you got like one of the cops from the Dukes of Hazard in the yes, lead role. Yes, yep. yes, yes. Uh, what's his? Yeah. Is it Roscoe? It's Roscoe. Roscoe? Yeah, yeah, it's Roscoe. Roscoe P. Coltrane. Roscoe P. Coltrane. But um, it's another mystery science theater movie. Yep. Um, and riff tracks. Yeah. Um, it's it's total B grade schlock. But again, nineteen fifty nine. I don't think the effects no. are that bad. I don't get what the hate this movie has. I have seen far worse films with stupider premises. And obviously there was a Buffalo remake, which I actually thought was worse than the oh, original. Oh, yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> All right, so 19, uh, number five is 1980's Great White. A, an incredibly cheap knockoff of Jaws. No. Yeah. Not even lying on that one. <laughs> also, um, you know how in Jaws they don't show the shark a lot? Um, till the end, and then it's really like a cool animatronic and stuff. They yeah. just never show it here. <laughs> um, no, no, you're gonna see it. But okay. instead of having like cool death scenes, um, at the early part of this movie, they basically have a water cannon under oh, the water. Okay. Yeah, and, and they just shoot it up under people. So when the shark attacks, it's mostly just people on paddle boards getting shot into the air by water cannons. Until it eventually comes up. Oh my up. god, that, okay, that was Massimo Vanni, yep. uh, and you had... Okay, so this is an Enzo, Enzo G. Castellari movie. Yes, okay. it is. Alright. <laughs> uh, also, they didn't make the whole shark, they just made its head, and it doesn't move its mouth, it's just open all the time, so when the shark, when they actually want to show you the shark, if it's not just stock footage of sharks, mm-hmm. it's literally just the same like shark head bobbing up and down in the water it's right. pretty, it's really bad oh okay number four plan nine from outer space how you know i'm impressed that this isn't number one because uh, this is the classic that yeah, everyone goes to yep and you know what i'm agreeing with it i it's it's bad there's no yeah. there's nothing that this movie it's camp it's well worth it's watching you yeah should, you should totally watch this movie Anyone who thinks The Room is the worst movie you've ever seen, it's not. No, no. This is far worse, and very accessible. This isn't like some obscure thing you've oh, no, never no. heard of. You can, I've seen like at least five or di- five different YouTube channels yeah. have this on for free. I was going to say, I also like to say that this is on the 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 Mount Rushmore of bad movies. Mm-hmm. Plan 9 is one of the all-time yep. classic worst movies I've ever made. This is the movie that basically gave us so bad it's good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like, the the thing for me is... I've seen worse, but you wouldn't. You would have an, an, a good point to bring up that this is a, is one of the worst, if not the mm-hmm. worst of all time. I mean, the the UFOs in this movie are literally like styrofoam dishes, <laughs> spray painted silver, hung with string that you can see. Three different actors playing Bela Lugosi's part. <laughs> yes, which is really not the only time no. three different actors have played Dracula in a movie. No. We'll talk about that yeah. some other time, folks. But like. A lot of stock footage of the military. Uh, Tor Johnson's in, in this. Oh yeah, you got Vampirella. Bella's Vampira, yeah. Bella, when he is in this, is mm-hmm. for the one scene or two scenes, it's horrible. Daytime, um, nighttime shots. Time. <laughs> yeah, back to back. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a horrible mess. Um, but if you've never seen it, you just have to. I, lit- I literally would say it's one of those you have to just see it. Yeah. If you like bad movies, you think you like watching bad movies, it's a bear. It's you know it's on that merit yep. badge. You and have you to that, have watched and you it. You got that one detective that has no concept of gun safety oh, no, no, whatsoever. No. He flags his friends. <laughs> Anybody who's ever been in the military or like knows anything of gun safety, yeah. If you watch this movie, one of the actual cops in this movie has just flags his friend constantly. <laughs> it's 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 very unsettling. Mm-hmm. Uh. All right, number three, the thing with two heads. Oh come on! 
It's horror. Okay, so anyone who doesn't know the thing with two heads, the premise is a rich white guy gets his head removed because his bo- his body's dying. So he gets his head put on a large black man's shoulder to keep him alive till he can get a bot a new body. But the thing is, he's a white supremacist. Like he's a, also yeah. incredibly racist. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's a 1970s movie. If yep. you can think of that, but. The effect is pulled off by literally just having the white actor sit behind the black actor in like a car or yeah. a desk and like just put his sh- his his face on his chin and they kind of try to act like that's yeah. a thing. And I guess you know this is Ray Milan. This is a guy who worked with Hitchcock, and so now he's in this low budget exploitation film. Yes, so yeah. And then because of the you know plot purposes, they have to run away. They can't just stay yeah. in the hospital or anything like mm-hmm. that. They have to try to get away, and so it's this whole thing. And they think it's a good effect. It's not. It's just not a good effect. <laughs> yeah. So, it's... And, it's it, and there, wasn't there another movie just exactly like this? Where, yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's like three movies where people get two heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um... I... I'd say it's worth a watch just for how weird it is, <laughs> but at no point does, um... Do I think it, it's this low on the list? Yeah. It should be on the top 50 list. It's, yeah. it's very in line with what they're getting at. All right, number two. Ega from 1962. Stimro. <laughs> Watch out for snakes. <laughs> I had to say it. Yeah. Who said that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, ignoring that this has one of the weirder titles in yeah. film history, it's... It's it's a cla- again a oh, mystery yeah, science yeah. theater classic and just a classic on its own as far as I'm concerned too. Yeah. So. It's it's I, I my opinion it's not worth watching unless you're watching it Rift. Yeah. It's not interesting. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. Also, for anyone who's never seen it, that the whole premise is a family stumbles on um, cave a caveman who's. Been alive because of proteins in the I cave. Think, yeah, because yeah, like the sulfur, the sulfur pits. Yeah, yeah. it's that you know nineteen sixties logic. Mm-hmm. Um, the sulfur somehow has kept them alive, and he he's played by. And um, they just spoil the ending of the movie. Of course, yeah. <laughs> he's played by um, Richard Keel. Richard our Keel, favorite Bond henchman. our favorite Bond henchman. Yep. And so that's the most interesting part is it's played yep. by Richard Keel. Oh, number one, one the incredibly strange creatures who stopped living and became mixed-up zombies. Which I absolutely disagree with. This 100%. should not be number one. No. <laughs> no, not only should it not be one under number one because it's just better than everything we've seen, or not everything, Almost it's better than a lot of the yeah. things we've seen. It's it's a bad movie. All right, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll admit to that. But it's not that bad. No, and it's compared. it's competently shot because you have like Leslie Kovacs and yes. all these Oscar-winning cinematographers. Yes. This is like their first gig. Yeah. <laughs> now, with that said, Ray Dennis Steckler is a horrible director. But he's just made some of the funnest schlock I've ever yes. seen. Though the, the key, though, is this movie is fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of. I actually put it in the background sometimes when I'm doing other things because it's got a lot of like dance or like songs that are funny. Yeah. Um, it is a great episode of Mystery Science Theater. Mm-hmm. I highly suggest. This actually is the best outside of arguably Santa Conquest of Martians. Mm-hmm. This is the best episode of Mystery Science Theater of any of these movies that I've mentioned. Yep. But like it. Okay, I'll say this. It deserves to be on the list. It just shouldn't be this low. And I, it's hard to say that when a movie with the zombies that look the way they do, yep. the title, the premise, you know what? It's I have no legs to stand on of why this isn't one of the worst films ever made. However, it's a fun movie. Yeah. So and as far as uh, Ray Dennis Steckler, I mean, if Ray uh, Ranking is, a Boo Boo is a great is, one. This so, is his best movie, yeah. and that's a that's a weird statement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I will. I will make a case for Thrill Killers. If you ever get the chance to see that, it's actually a really good quasi slasher type thriller right. movie. I'll check it out. Oh yes, of course. Ray Dennis Tucker going by his one cash flag. Cash yeah. flag. And he was also in Ega. So it's he like was two, in Ega. Two movies back yeah, to back, back, back with Ray. 
So that's their top 50 yeah. list. I'll be honest with you. I could write you a 50 list with only like one or two of those being on my list. Yeah, I, I've seen my share of worse movies than a lot of these on here. I wouldn't even consider it to be the worst. No, like, I mean, I, several of them I don't actually consider bad at all, actually. And honestly, I wouldn't even think I put The Room in my top 50, just because there's just so... Oh, there are so many. Yes. I have, when you get the deep end of the bad movie pool, yeah. you're like, no, The Room would be in my top 50, but it's definitely closer to like... Because let's be honest, it just doesn't know how to write human being interacting. Mm-hmm. And like... It, Ed Wood has more competent human interacting than Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. But that's the only thing that Tommy does worse. Yeah. This, this, his movies are shot better and stuff like that. So I would say that my the room would be in my like top fifty, but it's in the you know in the fifties to forty you know forties. Yeah. So and that's and that's the list, folks. Yeah. So yeah, uh, tell us what. Well, okay, make it easier. Tell us what you think your top five worst movies are. Yeah. That that's a good way. Yeah. You don't need to do all fifty. Nah. Maybe, hey, maybe you've just found a couple in here you want to watch, and maybe they're going to end up on your list. Who knows? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's going to be the end of this commentary. Uh, Thanks for listening, and uh, feel free to tell us what your thoughts are on For the Worst Movies Ever Made. Love to hear it. Yeah, yeah. And so until next time, this is Mackenzie Lambert. And John Cleveland. Signing off. Bye. And that wraps up this episode of Mac and the Movies. Thanks for listening. Next time, I will be taking a look at the Reanimator trilogy that consists of Reanimator, Bride of Reanimator, and Beyond Reanimator. That episode will drop on either Saturday, December 11th, or Sunday, December 12th. If you like this content and would like to see the program grow, sharing this podcast would be a big help. Help spread the word of this show. I do have a PayPal and Venmo for tip jars. Support the media you watch or listen to. Spread the word or chip in a buck or two. Uh, You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm on Twitch. I'm on YouTube. I actually now have a link tree that's in the description to all my various projects and stuff. Until next time, this is Mackenzie Lambert for Mech and the Movies, signing off. (laughs) 